and the police officer says, do you mind if I search your vehicle? Do you say yes or no? And, and then bring, they bring the dog up to sniff. I mean, well, no, I don't I think you can report, get. I made a report every single time. All right, but so, how do they know it's from that? And I mean, that would be like a get out of jail well, free card. Deniability, man. <laughs> there's, there's no way, that, you know, you have to prove it's a tainted Honda. Of doubt. <laughs> no, no, I am walking away from that one. You, best <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Hey, I'm Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, the premier podcast for Jeep enthusiasts and hard car <laughs> off-roaders. Whether you're new to the Jeep world or a seasoned Jeeper, we've got you covered with the latest news, tips, and advice to help you get the most out of your Jeep. On tonight's episode, we are going to have a really interesting news story about high-end Jeeps and others stolen from plant that were tracked down. In our Gladiator update, uh, Sheriff Investigator calls and cheap LED lights versus commercial brand. And in our must-have pick of the week for your Jeep, Tuffy Security Products, locking cubby cover for 07 to 18 JKJKU. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Chuck, Wendy, Josh, and Tony. Hey, I am Josh, and as of the day after this episode is released, I will have been behind one microphone or another on a nearly daily basis for over 25 years. Oh, very cool. Well, as Tony started off the episode talking about uh, Jeeps getting uh, stolen, Jeeps getting tracked down, well, back on episode 581, we broke the story about six-figure Jeeps, high-end Jeeps only, getting stolen directly from the parking lot of the assembly plant that they were just built in. Brazen thefts, middle of the day in broad daylight type of thefts, smashing gates down and outrunning the cops type of thefts. This is no small time heist type stuff either, guys. This is an organized ring that was well informed and pretty well funded as well. Now, fast forward about a year later to today. We now have some clues as to where these vehicles may have been going. Custom agents in Spain have intercepted a large volume of smuggled stolen cars all coming from the U.S. and all going to the same destination. And even though these were found on different containers and different busts and stuff like that, they all had one thing in common. The common denominator, their destination. Now, there has been a large increase in the volume of stolen cars in just the last couple of years alone. And because of that increase, uh, the uh, the authorities and whatnot have uh, really ramped up their, their inspections on shipping containers. And because this is where, honestly, the, the the easiest way, if you will, to smuggle a car in and out of a country is through shipping containers. I mean, it's a big car. You're not exactly going to take it apart and put it in cardboard boxes, right? So um, now with these increased inspections, obviously the law of averages is going to tell you, you inspect more containers, you're going to find more illegal contraband, et cetera, et cetera. And this has led to more busts. In fact, 24 um, smuggled high-end vehicles they found uh, through these different, different busts in January alone. So that's pretty impressive, uh, pretty uh, pretty marked increase in in what um, uh, what they've been finding over the uh, over the past. Um, now this latest bust includes a Jeep Wagoneer estimated to be worth over ninety thousand dollars. Give you an idea uh, when I say high end vehicles, these all these vehicles were averaged to be around ninety thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars or more. Now the total value of the latest bust, I mean when you add up all the cars they got out of this latest bust, uh, the one that had the Wagoneer in it specifically ended up to be about $2.6 million in high-end vehicles. Wow. That's a big bust. 
Now, Tony, you were talking um, in previous episodes about the value of the crime that was committed to your uh, your gladiator uh, and the vandalism that happened uh, a number of weeks back, and and how the depending on the value of the damage that was done, this would change the the charges for the person involved from a misdemeanor into a felony. And we're talking about two point six million dollars in high end vehicles. I think we've crossed that line long time ago, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. And you got to wonder. Um, Number one, what would the if they were to, to actually prosecute these guys and get a conviction, which I think would be fairly easy to do with the evidence, uh, how long they would get, and um, <laughs> what the uh, I mean, it's not going to be a misdemeanor. We know that. No, we imagine the restitution. <laughs> how are you going to pay back two point six million dollars? I'd like and if to that's know all that you're convicted for. Yeah, I'd like to know how much they were going to get from that 2.6 million because simply because that's just in the, that's just in this latest batch. That's not yeah. including the 24 that I was talking about earlier that were just caught in Jan oh, or that were found in January alone. So that's just this bust, not the other ones. So yeah, I mean, think about those 24 other vehicles. Now if they all average around, let's call it a hundred thousand dollars. Well, I was told there'd be no math, but that's mm -hmm. a lot of money yeah. in my book. <laughs> Well, it's like uh, what was it we we had we reported on uh, uh, Jeep last week uh, selling uh, uh, forty nine thousand or like forty eight thousand of the hundred and ten thousand dollar Grand Wagoneers. Good yeah. Lord, I can't even do the math on that without a calculator. No, so well, we'll get we'll get into some of the oh, results geez. of that story here in a little bit. Excellent. But, uh, yeah, now according to current stats, uh, law enforcement in America, Europe, and Africa even have recovered hundreds of stolen vehicles bound for West Africa. I didn't mention that earlier. That's the common denominator. That's where all these vehicles have been going or, or were supposedly headed to really? was West Africa. I knew you were going to yeah. say Saudi Arabia or something like that. I would have thought that as well. Honestly, I was thinking somewhere over um, in somewhere over in the Middle East as well. I was thinking, you know, oil barons, and they're going to get their yep. vehicles at any which way they can. Um, you know, they've got plenty of money, but uh, maybe they don't want to deal with importing and, and different tariffs and stuff like that. That. I mean, hey, even though you can afford a million-dollar vehicle, doesn't mean you want to spend a million dollars on a million-dollar vehicle, especially if you can get it for six hundred thousand another way. Just so, like new, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> now, um, so they, they've uh, over the last couple of years alone, these different law enforcement agencies in America, Europe, and, and uh, Africa have recovered hundreds of stolen vehicles. And that's just in the last couple of years. So uh, we flash, we go backwards in the wayback machine to September of twenty twenty-two. And so we're talking, um, you know, just uh, October, November, December, January, we're five months away from the date we're recording this episode from when this particular incident um, in September, um, dozens of Wagoneers and Grand Wagoneers and Mustangs were all stolen on the same day from different factory plants. That, that also kind of points towards this whole chain being an organized group of, of, of crime going oh, on. Oh, certainly. You would expect it to be organized with this kind of uh, number of vehicles. Well, yeah. When you when you're specifically have targeted high-end vehicles, Wagoneers, Grand Wagoneers, where, I mean, the cheapest Wagoneer, what did I say uh, the other day, was like $77,000, $80,000. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. You know, somewhere around there. So, you know, when when it, the price tag can go up to one hundred and fifteen thousand or, or thereabouts, you know, these are obviously high end, highly sought after uh, vehicles that are going to command a a a premium on the black market, wherever that market may be. And so, when you've got you know dozens of these things, dozens of wagoneers and grand wagoneers, and high end you know coyote engine mustangs and stuff like that, all being stolen on the exact same day. We're not talking about, you know, oh, a couple from here and a couple there. So, oh, that's kind of a weird coincidence. We're talking dozens, 
dozens plural I mean, 20 30 of these vehicles from a from a lot all being stolen at once in multiple areas all on the same day but i mean and, that and, takes and, a lot of planning in their defense they got to catch a boat you know it's not like the boat's going to wait around on them <laughs> no 100 percent. i mean and to be honest you're, you're you're right um because you know you're you're dealing with these you know shipping containers um and and these these large shipping container ships can have thousands of these containers on them and so you're, I mean, you're essentially looking for a needle in a haystack yeah. at, at this point. So there's, there's a lot of new technology that's coming into play um, because they've seen over the last couple of years, this increase in, in high-end smuggled vehicles coming through. There's like LIDAR and X-ray that is being able to pierce the, uh, the skin of these containers and kind of see what's inside. And they can see, oh, well, clearly there's a Land Rover in there. Uh, we need to check that out. Just make sure that, you know, titles, uh, there's a title there and numbers match, you know, all that sort of stuff. And especially if the, uh, you know, the, uh, the registry on that container says it's supposed to be bags of flour. Well, what's a Land Rover doing in there? That's weird. Yeah, so, you, you, know, that's, you have to figure at some point, the, they're going to figure out how to reflect the, the image they would rather uh, the inspectors to see. And it'll be a, a, a cargo oh, full, sure. a full of uh, migrants. Right. <laughs> you know because nothing to see here nothing to see on. here it's 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 the freedom rings you know so <laughs> so but i mean this sort of um kind of raises the question you, know, you got to look at what else has been going on in the u.s over the last couple of years that has raised questions of shady dealings with other countries and stuff and sort of uh things that have been going on behind the scenes and whatnot it's just there's a lot of crookedness that's sort of starting to surface up um, over the last couple of years that we're starting to just now get wind of. And, and this is just sort of the latest in, 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 in a big long line of, of uh, uh, I'm, I'm really kind of curious to see how deep this rabbit hole goes, Tony. Oh, I mean, know. how many people are involved? Yes. How many different countries? You and know, do we have level? any oligarchs? Yeah. Any, any people connected to governments and stuff in, involved in this? I mean, this can actually get pretty deep and pretty big pretty quick. Yeah, this is not something that uh, I, I suspect uh, people very high in the, in the U.S., uh, like to see happen because uh, when you talk about these these kind of sums of money, you probably you know maybe I've watched too many cop uh, TV shows or something, but <laughs> the, the money kind of goes way up the food chain. So, uh, well, here's another th- another aspect to all this. Um, from what I understand, all my years working in the automotive industry and and being a gearhead my entire life, I mean, from what I know of the automotive industry, the automakers are running on a very small profit margin right. single digit percentages here if, if if you find an automaker that is is working on a better than five or six percent profit margin um they're doing something extremely good most of these guys are operating in the in the two to six percent if if that um uh profit margin range and so you know the, on, on every single vehicle we're talking about you know just pennies on the dollar as far as what the company is making and so it's not necessarily the dollar figure per vehicle but how many you can sell and and we, we're looking at like those number of wagoneers and grand wagoneers that were stolen you're talking about 20 30 of these things that are stolen each being worth a hundred thousand dollars a piece um, and the profit margin involved on that, that's going to affect your bottom line, or at least it can. Now, obviously, there's going to be insurance involved in all of this. The companies are going to protect their assets, all that sort of stuff. They're not going to be hurting as far as the bottom line is concerned. But you're right, Tony. You've got to follow the money on this one. Well, you know, and you mentioned insurance, and that's a good thing to, to think about because just because you have insurance doesn't mean that's not a cost. And it also doesn't mean that the cost doesn't rise depending on how many vehicles that you have claims for. So right. that affects yeah, your bottom line as well. Yeah, pissed off at Stellantis right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of busts, now, 
you know, honestly, I was hoping that there was a lot more to this story. Um, 220-something car thieves stole a Jeep Compass in Stafford, New York, and took authorities on a high-speed chase through two counties. I was like, okay, you know, this should be interesting. Um, there's, there's, there's certainly a lot on the surface of this that I can get into. And so I started digging into the story a little bit and, and looking at the different reports and all that sort of stuff. And, and upon hearing this, at least on the surface, um, I thought for sure there would have been a whole string of broken, damaged, and otherwise inoperable cop cars left in the wake of this stolen Jeep. <laughs> I mean, we've, Tony, I mean, how many times have we heard stories about how one Jeep or another seems to be able to thwart, capture, elude, and manage to disable multiple chase vehicles before finally giving up the ghost and oftentimes the occupants within? Yeah. Not this time. <laughs> I, and so I'm, you know, don't get me wrong. It's not like I have some sort of a wish or, you know, for harm. Well, it's to a standard that we've, we've come to expect. <laughs> exactly. I've, got, I've gotten a certain level I've gotten used to here. And yeah. so I have, I have a level of expectation. The bar has been set, if you will. <laughs> um, and so I was a little disappointed to, uh, to find that the, all the vehicles involved in this, uh, except for the, uh, the, the one uh, criminal vehicle, uh, we're, we're just fine, but I do find it immensely entertaining uh, to hear of Jeeps being used as escape vehicles and oftentimes battering rams. And escaping. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, and, and there's been a couple times where they actually got away, too. So uh, the two Jeep thieves in this story were eventually stopped with the use of spike strips. And, and we've seen those stories on, on those, and we've actually heard of, I think there was one Jeep, uh, was it a Cherokee? That they, they managed to get some spike strips out deployed, but it just kept going. And the guy was operating on like three steel rims and like one rubber tire and was still managing to to disable cop cars and get away. <laughs> and it's just like, are you effing kidding me? There's no way this Jeep is still doing that. So I was expecting that kind of a level from this. But uh, one, one, of these, uh, one of these guys ended up fleeing the scene on foot, but he was captured moments later. So not even a, you know, not even a dog was released in that one. So, but, uh, but both men have been charged with criminal possession of stolen property, reckless endangerment, unlawful fleeing of a police officer, obstructing governmental ad administration, and a number of other uh, vehicle and traffic violations. Of course, they're going to get the book thrown at them. Um, now, Tony, since I was talking about this and, and kind of talking about uh, recent or you know previous stories and, and whatnot, and how many times we've heard of uh, of jeeps uh, eluding uh, the cops and 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 oftentimes uh, breaking down other vehicles and whatnot. Does any one particular Jeep escape vehicle story that I've said over the years read, uh, you know, come to mind for, for you at all? Well, I got to, you know, I have to go with the one where the guy got away. I, I can't remember if it was a Cherokee or a Compass. I know a Compass uh, d disabled several uh, several uh, cop cars. Was that the one that they caught at McDonald's? They, he had to have a, a filet of fish or something? Oh. God, I forgot all about that one. That's right. And, and the like only the reason they caught away. him, yeah, yeah, the only reason why they caught him was because, and they didn't even catch exactly. him at McDonald's, if I remember right, because he got his to-go order and then left. Yeah, in the parking lot. Oh yeah, we're, we're waiting right around the corner here for you, and you're not going anywhere. Yeah, that play yeah, of that was fish. Good, Go ahead and yeah, finish the that. Play of fish. Dude. They trailed him from the the droppings of uh, too much excessive tartar sauce on the play of fish. Well, no, that was another one of those stories where it went through multiple uh, yes. multiple counties, and so you had multiple agencies all involved in this. And so when you've got you know two or three different police departments all looking for you. You decide, well, I'm just going to go back to my hometown and go get a, you know, because I'm, it's, 
you know, I'm it's been a hungry. long night of, of, of eluding and evading, so I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of getting a little hungry. You need How about to, a fish sandwich. That, yeah, that sounds like good to you. Right, so let's go you need to reward sandwich. yourself for some success every so often, you know, a little, a little, a little uh, Big Mac or something just to say thank you. <laughs> I mean, you know, I might go for some Dairy Queen, uh, you know, a little, a little Dilly Bar or something like that. A fish sandwich. Uh, whatever uh, i don't <laughs> whatever know what he was having i just like the filet of fish at mcdonald's <laughs> he's having some new bracelets is what these guys are having but yeah, uh <laughs> yeah that, 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 i don't think they have mcdonald's in uh, in the big house you know i am still waiting for um god what was it the first time that my honda the the one honda got stolen uh and if you're a new listener you got to go back and listen <laughs> to some old episodes I, I had this i had this card that was stolen from me five different times one time uh, I, I got it back while we were recording time. the show <laughs> yeah no there was one time it, well, it was broken into four other times and one of those times was while we were recording a show but they were trying to steal it weren't they i mean they didn't get it i'm that assuming time. so i'm assuming yeah. so no because, i mean you know after seven you know, times that's what you got to expect you know, but no, the, the first time um, there was a grand jury hearing because the guy uh, used it in a high-speed chase. There was multiple felonies involved, a manhunt, the whole nine yards. Of course, I pressed charges on the guy. Uh, he was like a 20-something kid at the time, had been in and out of jail his entire adult life, never had a job. I've got a $5,000 judgment against him for, for that. Now, damage is done to my vehicle. That was, I don't know, 10 years ago, Tony? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still haven't seen a dime from that. So. The, the figure of $300 comes to mind. It, was there anything that you got from that? Was it like 300 bucks total or absolutely nothing? No, I haven't I haven't received a red cent okay. uh, from that. Now, there was um, some items that were left behind from multiple... Um, yeah, uh, multiple adventures. It wasn't the same person. Uh, never. Yeah. <laughs> this so, as far as I know. Right, but because there was always something new, uh, some interesting new uh, things that where I would discover in the car. It smells, and, and if I remember right. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> the peachy peach air freshener. Uh, you know the 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 little trees that you hang from your rearview mirror. Yeah, they had like unloaded an entire case of those things in the car. I mean, there was like a basketball sized wad of these things hanging from the rearview mirror uh, when I got it back one time, and it took me weeks, weeks to get that peachy peach tree smell out of that car's interior so yeah if you're if you're you're going for those those tree things and you're you're gonna get a little funk on your on your car uh and your jeep seats or something like that maybe just keep the number of those to a minimum so so i think it's a a safe bet that the people that were stealing your honda were into drugs in some some way or fashion oh no uh, without question because one of the times that i got it back i had found needle holes in the dash pad on the passenger side so they were they you know they were gonna i had found a burnt spoon in the trunk i mean there was no question they were shooting up something i mean meth heroin i don't freaking know um but they were definitely cleaning their needle with the dash pad on the passenger side and and that was yeah something that i could never i mean, get rid of without replacing the entire dash you right. know i could i could replace a door panel i could fix a seat you know i could replace the stereo in the center console that kind of stuff um but you know the needle holes in the dash pad that's <laughs> it's just it's it's there for good so josh or a loved one is uh, driving this honda and the police officer says, "Do you mind if I search your vehicle?" Do you say yes or no? And, and then bring they bring the dog up to sniff. 
I mean, well, no, I don't I think you report, can get. I made a report every single time. All right, but so, how do they know it's from that? And I mean, that would be like a get out of jail free card. Deniability, man. <laughs> there's, there's no way that, you know you have to prove it's a tainted Honda. Of doubt. No, no, I am walking away from that one. You bet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. I mean, if it's stolen Thank that many times, and for for God's sake, don't have to ever take it to Mexico. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you, it, you don't have that Honda anymore, thank God. Cause no, thank God. We'd be up I, to I, about I 15 or 20 stolen th- uh, Tahondas by now. I, by now, <laughs> there would have been a time where I wouldn't have gotten it back. But, but nonetheless. That no, was I'm, the other I'm cool thing. It always returned. That was so it was funny. Like a bad penny, dude. It always, it always turned up, man. It's just... You had to buy new wheels and tires on a couple of occasions or one occasion? At least twice. At, At least, least twice. twice. Yeah. And there yeah. was because there was one time that I had just, I mean, like not even two months prior, put brand spanking new rubber on the thing. It spent a good mm-hmm. pretty penny on it, too. That's right. And, uh, and, and yeah, that was, those were gone. So. It was so, I mean, I, I mean, really, I mean, I know you know this, but I, I, it's a horrible thing to have to go through. And we've made a light of it, and you have too. Uh, but uh, just such a pain in the ass. You got to go to work. And if you're well, having to hunt down it your car. This, it's developed this odd muscle memory in me because after so many years of driving that car and it being stolen so many times, I, I have this habit now. And even though I haven't driven that car in years and I haven't had a car stolen in years, I still, every single morning, get up and one of the first things that I do is I check the driveway. <laughs> Look outside. <laughs> and I know that, I, I know that, I mean, and my Jeep is in the garage. I'm not looking for, the, you know, to see if the Jeep is gone or anything. It's just, it's just a habit. Are the cars there? Yeah, okay, the cars are there. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's okay, you know, that, and that's that's all I got to do. Well, it's, you know, we had an episode not too long ago where I, it was talked about putting a vibration detector inside the Gladiator. I'm just saying, you know, getting a little uh, oh, alert right. on your uh, phone. It's hooked up to your your um, uh, the local your your yeah. wireless uh, yeah, network. The, uh, there's a YoLink hub, so that's when, right. When it's in the driveway, it's uh, well within range, and uh, it'll go off. And uh, that would be funny. You could uh, set this up on your XJ, and I, I can give you the recording where it says. I goes beep beep gladiator gladiator alert gladiator alert alert I can't even talk. Oh, I've got I've got a gladiator <laughs> story that we'll have to possibly get into um, either this episode or possibly seven seventy two. This is actually kind of a, an eerie one. Uh, I'll just tease that and leave it right there so we can move on. Okay. Well, hey there, Jeep Talk Show listener. As always, we're on the lookout for the latest and greatest news and tips to bring to you, our fellow Jeep enthusiasts. Now, so do you, if you have a news tip or a story, um, any story ideas, in fact, uh, that you think that we should cover here on the show, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Whether it's a new product release or an upcoming event, um, a hot topic in the Jeep community, something that a uh, big debate that you saw recently or something like that, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you're seeing out there, what the, what the buzz is about, what's going on in your Jeep world. Head over to Jeep talkshow.com slash contact to find out all the ways you can contact us here at the show and let us know what's on your mind now josh i wasn't too sure about this voicemail you let me know if you think this is something that we should uh, skip on uh, future episodes yes <laughs> no, I, no, oh, no 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 okay. you have to wait until it's it's been, oh okay it's complete. I I, sorry i misunderstood the rules of the game <laughs> hey chuck it's me your favorite dairy gland. I was just wondering, do you spend all day milking cows or do you have time for anything else? I mean, don't get me wrong, I love a man who knows his way around a teep, but I'm just curious. Did you have any other talents? Maybe you can turn butter with those big, strong hands of yours. Or maybe secretly you're a rodeo clown on the weekends. 
Bunner produced, I'm sure it's just as entertaining as watching you milk those cows. Give me a call back and let me know, cowboy. So I can uh, uh, I can figure huh. what uh, what Chuck is listening to this uh, episode just said. Can you can you imagine? Um, <laughs> Chuck is like good night or something along those lines. No, no, he's saying what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely there's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh gee, well you know you get uh, you get fans everywhere, and a listen's a listen, right? I just make sure that uh, Chuck doesn't play episode 770 with his wife in the car. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would just be a bonus. We need to have a recorder on him at all times. This is why Chuck needs a dash cam. (laughs) Facing in. This is both ways, yes. (laughs) All right, well, it's time for another uh, Jeep Talk Show Gladiator update. If you guys aren't familiar, I have a 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. And yeah, the standard joke is from all the hosts, hey, when do I get that? I want to, if it's the Jeep Talk Show uh, Gladiator, uh, well, uh, you don't. So anyway. It's a limited edition that we've been trying to get Jeep to release for the last couple of years, but uh, so far, no no responses. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? There would be a special Jeep Talk Show uh, Gladiator. and You know how Jeep is with the special editions, well, Tony? They, they come out with one about every eight months. So, I mean, it's only a matter of time before they finally recognize I figure this. instead of 47,000, they would sell three. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, the uh, Harris County Sheriff Office, uh, HSCO, or actually HCSO, uh, investigator assigned to the case, uh, gave me a phone call. So a little over a month, I guess uh, about two days, uh, over 30 days, uh, I got a call and uh, they, uh, they, were, they were calling to let me know they're going to be looking into the case. They had not reviewed the, the security footage yet. I wish, oh. I wish oh. they had called after watching the video. Yeah, I was going to say, kind of a <laughs> crucial part of this whole case, I would yeah, think. Yeah, and I, uh, he asked a few questions. Uh, very, very nice uh, gentleman, especially for a police officer, because, uh, you know, they get to see the seedy side of uh, of, the, of the public. So Jaded, usually, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and understandably so. I mean, uh, I work IT, so I understand. So, <laughs> the cops are going, what the hell does that have to do with it? <laughs> right. <laughs> So uh, he did ask for uh, the uh, any quotes that I had, and I sent him over the mm. quote that was over twenty eight hundred dollars. Uh, I uh, I asked uh, Greg at uh, Underground Graphics uh, to send me over an actual quote for replacing the decal on the hood. And uh, no, the scratches don't go that far, but the 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 folks that are going to be doing the body work uh, said that the the decal would have to come off uh, for oh, yeah. yeah for even though it's a good uh, foot. Uh, from where the damage is, so just the no, spray and the layer, yeah, in. the blending, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So you understand what I'm talking about. Our listeners may not, and uh, so anyway, there's going to be a, a, a charge for that as well. So uh, it might get up to uh, three grand, and it just amazes me for for scratches on two flares and uh, across the front of the hood. Well, it's not only that. I mean, your insurance deductible, we've got to look into. I mean, you you would be without that vehicle for any number of days. I would imagine a week to 10 days probably for the repairs and and the labor involved. Uh, And not to mention uh, what's going to be required from underground graphics. That's going to be a day into itself. So, I mean, I I know just probably an hour or two inside of a shop, but uh, because Greg does does great work and and he's not going to need your vehicle overnight for something like that. But nonetheless, uh, you know, you got a loaner you got to uh, worry about and everything else as well. I mean, there's there's going to be some out of pocket on this and and everything else. I mean, it's I could easily see this going over three thousand mm-hmm. uh, with everything yeah. all set and done. Yeah, 
and uh, the, the 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 and I'm, and people may and there may be a certain group of people probably not you Josh but for exact reason we talked about earlier about the people stealing your Honda repeatedly when you mm-hmm. had the opportunity to to sit there and say and and actually give testimony uh, at a trial you you did so and uh, I think it's important not to just say oh well uh, it's it's my deductible I'll get it fixed I'll move on I think it's important to hold this person accountable. And I think well, yeah, because this wasn't just a a you know a, a gust of wind and a light pole fell out of the middle of the parking lot and dented your hood or something like that. This isn't an act of God right. uh, that you can just you know okay claim on the insurance and and move on. No, somebody deliberately made the decision to vandalize your vehicle, the second largest investment of anybody's life. And y- you you're you're absolutely right. That is a a pattern of behavior. And whether or not this man, uh, this person, this individual has has a pattern of behavior that uh, maybe they've done a bunch of I vandalism. I may not be the, the first past. one. I don't know. Yeah, you're I right. Mean. You're right. Maybe maybe this guy was a vandal in his teen years, and and flash forward, you know, thirty forty years later or something like that, and and this guy is just itching. He's had an itchy trigger finger to just do some damage, dang it. There can be dead bodies buried all over his property, and I'm going to crack the case. (laughs) This is going to be that broken windows case, yeah. (laughs) 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 And and it's because of this damn gladiator and that one key that we find the next Ted Bundy or something like that. He could be in league with evil aliens, off-world aliens, and this will uncover the plot that saves the planet. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Um, so <laughs> I'll bring you more information uh, after I, so, I get real it. Real quick, Tony, um, what was the what was the line of delineation here uh, that crossed from from a misdemeanor to felony? Is it twenty two hundred? Is it twenty five hundred? Is it eighteen hundred? Where, where I, is that line? I haven't sand? looked at it in a few weeks, so I can't remember if it was around twenty seven hundred or or twenty eight hundred. So this was like uh, maybe seventy five dollars over. Uh, making it going it from uh, uh, misdemeanor, but outside. just a bit outside, <laughs> <laughs> going from uh, misdemeanor to felony. So uh, actually, it was the 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 value is a lot higher than I expected for the the felony thing. Uh, well, it's a newer it's a newer rig too. Oh, you're talking about where the line is? Yeah, the dollar amount over to felony. Okay, I yeah. gotcha. Yeah. So uh, uh, and and it's it's possible too that uh, the the collision place that I went to they said that they charge a different rate. Uh, for State Farm. So he gave me a quote, just a flat quote as to exactly what it would cost. But they have a, a different quote for State Farm. So this could lower it and mean that the it, it goes from a felony to a misdemeanor. Oh, right, because they have, well... An agreement. Uh, yeah? Hmm. Yeah. And I don't know legally how that works. If that, if that is... Well, I know legally here in Oregon, you have to supply three different estimates. So for whatever damage, uh, for whatever claim, you have to have three... Uh, three estimates, and sense. so I'm kind of surprised that you they they aren't requiring you to provide more than one. Well, we're still new in the game. Uh, I mean, he just wanted True. to he just wanted True. to know uh, it, in, and and uh, and they haven't even seen the footage yet. So right. uh, I guess the wheels are turning a little slow. Yep, and uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, the uh, victim outreach uh, lady that I've been uh, dealing with, the one that has the XJ, she bought an XJ recently. Uh, very proud of that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, I I call, I've been calling her probably once a week just to see what was going on and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, so "What you wearing?" I said, uh, "I'm sorry, I don't have my case." And she goes, "No, no problem, Mr. McCoy. I got your case number right here on uh, on my monitor." 
<laughs> she's got like on a sticky pad sitting on the side. This guy. She's got right call. Here. She's got caller ID. I don't know why she answers. Well, it's it's her job. That's why she answers. I don't know why she. <laughs> I don't know why she keeps answering. I, but she she's I been really offended her. Yeah, no. she's been very helpful and uh, got me over to several different people that eventually got me to the uh, police officer that was uh, assigned the case. So uh, and I, actually, I was instructed. Uh, I won't say by who. <laughs> to let them know that there's security footage, there's ample that the people that I've spoke to th- believe there's ample evidence to make this a very easy case to investigate and to prosecute the uh, the perpetrators. So, oh, I'm sure you'll be getting a call from the DA anytime now. So yeah, so uh, and I think I'm getting police protection. I've noticed that the police uh, have been uh, pulled up outside uh, outside the. The no, you're here. kidding. Well, you're kidding. I think I think the 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 line is that they're just pulling over to do paperwork. But they've been out there for like three days in a row, not for very long. So they're just they're checking on me, making sure I'm okay. I'm making sure I'm not out there cutting my Jeep, I guess. <laughs> well, they're making sure that you still have all those fancy new lights you put on the Jeep. Oh yeah, that's scary as hell. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. So uh, yeah, speaking of those lights, uh, Josh, I think you saw the the video that we put up uh, for. Uh, it was actually uh, Bill uh, ATX uh, and uh, Andrew, the gentleman, uh, the T- JTS team members, and Andrew was actually one that won the JLU from the, that duck race that, that happened a few months ago. And uh, he just got that back from the Jeep dealership, less than like 10,000 miles, maybe less than 5,000 miles. Uh, wow. Standard transmission ate itself. Not an automatic. The standard no, was, transmission well, ate itself. There was a recall on the standard transmission in the Gladiators. Right. Um, I remember uh, that. The, that yeah, was the, wasn't that the pressure was a, plate and flywheel type uh, combination? Yeah, I think it was. It was the pressure plate and flywheel combination, uh, or one or the other, and uh, and it was a fire risk actually, because uh, the components would uh, would disintegrate or you know break apart, come down to a fine enough material uh, to where they would they would catch fire, and yeah. uh, uh, so we had some jeeps catching on fire for that, um, well, and, and so yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely surprised. I mean, it might have been related to that uh, recall. Um, well, that's, or not. that's what well, I thought it was. I thought that was going to be it. I mean, we haven't oh, reported okay. anything about the JLU having this issue, but certainly the Gladiator. And then well, I was that, really, I was really surprised to find out it was the manual transmission. Manual transmissions are generally pretty bulletproof. Generally, they don't have the same kind of um, reliability issues that, right. that automatic transmission will have, especially, you know, um, new transmissions, you know, right off the showroom floor. Uh, or factory floor and having having one issue or another. We saw a lot of that, uh, what about, uh, back in 2015, 2014, uh, Jeep was rolling out that new 8-speed transmission of theirs, yes. and they just could not get the software right because uh, they were relying on a computer to control every last aspect of that transmission's uh, uh, operation and control, and uh, and they just couldn't get the programming right. One recall after another, one issue after another. I mean, it took a better part of that first year to finally get all the bugs worked out so yeah, it was a little scary especially when i wanted to get the max tow package and that was the only option because i was looking at the standard uh the standard uh, transmission and stuff oh, wait, it was so cheaper. the max tow is only available with the automatic transmission that's interesting right. yeah that's exactly right i think it's still the case it was that was the case in 2021 uh and i think it has to do with the, the towing cap- uh, uh capabilities of the of the vehicle uh, it probably had to do with the, the clutch assembly <laughs> breaking apart. It comes down to it, yeah. You know. <laughs> so anyway, we did a uh, 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 Bill, uh, Andrew, and I met at uh, Hidden Falls Adventure Park uh, just outside of uh, Austin, Texas, really closer to Marble Falls. Josh, you've been there twice now. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've been and, there twice. Uh, you, and I really want to get my my XJ down there because there's just there's so much terrain. I would just I, there's so many lines down there that I would I just want to take on my own Jeep. A lot of shelves, uh, uh, nice uh, scenery. Uh, I mean, it's certainly not anything like Moab or Colorado or anything, but nice scenery. Uh, a lot of uh, greenery, a lot of brown stuff, uh, a lot of dust, unfortunately, from the limestone. But anyway, we went out there for the express purpose of uh, shooting some video. Uh, Andrew came and he drove four hours out just so we could have a legal FAA drone pilot work the drone. Because anytime that you do anything that can be used commercially, uh, there's people at the FAA sitting there cruising YouTube all day looking for <laughs> monetized channels that are doing drone footage that well, don't, not, not don't have a that, license. Not just that, the footage that was produced, and I, sh- I should say the the video as a whole, all I don't know, two minutes of it, minute and 30 one, seconds. One minute. Of it, it was all, just over a minute. Just, yeah, it was beautifully long. done. Yeah. Ah, you, too bad you guys couldn't shave that down to 60 seconds exactly. would have been a great short. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, it, I mean, looks like a professionally produced promotional video for, for a specific company. And do you know um, what, all what you're part missing, of that I had to do? Are, are some flashing, <laughs> uh, you know, some flashy uh, logo um, yeah. overlays and stuff like that. Uh, in, a, in a great voiceover, uh, and, and that, that is an, a fantastic commercial. And, and do you know uh, how much of that I had to shoot, the video I had to shoot, and uh, editing I had to do? Absolutely none. Really? <laughs> all I all did. All you had to do is show up and look I good, was huh? the driver. <laughs> oh, and it was perfect. How, it was how at, cool it is was, that? Then? It was at night, that, and I didn't even show up, so it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You do have a face for radio, Tony. <laughs> you know that's a good point. I didn't think about a voiceover. Maybe, uh, maybe you could uh, have a look at that video. I would and, be happy uh, to and see, provide a voiceover for that. Yeah, and see some uh, come up with some uh, some buzz. So, for that. so real quick, this was just done on your own accord, right? This isn't like somebody put you up to it. Say, hey. Um, could you do a promotional video for us? Oh, no, 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 no. I actually, uh, uh, Ken, uh, CEO of, uh, North America, Tyree lights, uh, has been, uh, pestering me about sending some lights and, you know, we don't, just our, our standard thing is we don't do this for product. We do this, uh, for uh, the listener. And if we can get product for a listener, that's what we do. Uh, anyway, Ken has just been badgering me. He he was badgering uh, Chris. He was badgering me about lights, and I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, you know how I am about lights. So uh, I said, send me this and this. And of course, he sends me more than uh, than what I asked for. And uh, this is kind of a well. Let's help help Ken get the word out because they definitely want to get from the commercial side of things. And that's an important point here that I want to make. They want to get. Uh, they're going to continue to the commercial, but they want to add in the off road industry. And uh, I thought, uh, how better uh, to promote the off-road side of things uh, from uh, slapping these things on the Gladiator and taking it off-road and uh, getting some footage and from multiple angles. No, and you did some great, you got some great footage, too. Not me. And that's what I was saying. Bill and Andrew. Well, when I say you, I mean, hell, you were driving, you had the lines, you, you, you know, you, all that sort of stuff. So whoever's operating the cameras and stuff, and they did a phenomenal job. And the production quality was uh, the editing, everything just came together great. Even the music was a good fit for, uh, fit for it. Like I said, I mean, all it's missing is just a couple small things, and and it would be a perfect commercial or promotional video for for the company. And we are talking about Tyree Lights here, T Y R I oh, Lights, yeah. and and they just put out an amazing product 
that was uh, was without question showcased in this video. Uh, Tony, how can people check out this video that we're now been talking about for a few minutes? Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was just thinking that we're talking about this. People are screaming. Well, how do I see it? Uh, I know. <laughs> we just assume you're you're subscribed to everything that we have. Uh, so probably the best place to look would be to go to our YouTube channel, just uh, YouTube.com/slash Jeep Talk Show. And uh, it is actually uh, there on the front page. It's the introductory, uh, I guess, for the people that aren't subscribed yet. Uh, and if uh, if you are a subscriber already and you still want to see the, the video, just click on videos and it'll probably be the, uh, the most or the top um, five uh, recent videos that we've posted. Uh, and this is not the only, the only video. This is just the one that uh, Bill edited and came up with, uh, uh, just kind of like... Um, within uh, a few days of us, you know, getting back from uh, Hidden Falls. So uh, we will be doing more. Uh, we've got a lot more footage than just what uh, Bill used. But, you know, kudos to Bill for the editing job and keeping it short. That's one of the hardest things uh, when you edit video is keeping really it short. Well. Yeah. And you start, <laughs> you start cutting video uh, out of there, and it's like, uh, you know, killing your children. It's like, oh, this just looks so good, but it's too long. It doesn't really convey the story like I want it conveyed. And, and when you watch that, Josh, if you watch it again, uh, notice that the rotation is all counterclockwise. So it's not going like counterclockwise so and then clockwise. That's why it looked so well because everything was, just flowed the same way. Yeah, I think it was dumb luck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're doing. But, yeah. but I saw it and I went, oh, this is so good because the rotation is, you know, the, the drone shot rotates counterclockwise. Uh, the person on the ground is rotating counterclockwise. It, it, it was really neat. It blended together. And I was just so, thinking how awkward it would be video, going the other way. Enough about the video. Let's talk about so why cool. you were out there. You were you were out there to test these lights, yep. more or less. Out there to I mean, test so the lights. Let's talk about these lights because you've, you've had between the XJ, the TJ, and the Gladiator, I don't know, seven sets of lights that you've tested on, on these rigs. So you've gone through all kinds of different lights, from incandescent to LED, HID, all the all kit and caboodles here, and you've had a good experience with all kinds of different lighting um, on the front of a Jeep specifically now. Um, and you've, uh, as far as I remember, have installed all of these yourself. Oh, absolutely. So speaking yeah. about um, ease of installation, quality of materials in both. Um, the installation kit, as well as the lights themselves, speak to the product that you were testing out there. So the thing I noticed the most, or, or first, I should say, uh, was the the boxes that the lights came in. Two boxes worth of lights, and one box was hard to lift because these <laughs> these are quality. Like it was glued to the floor. Like you know, there was a rock in the bottom of it. What, what are we talking about? Each here? of the Tyree lights, D18, seven inch, eight thousand lumen uh, uh, round lights, weigh uh, over six pounds a piece. You've got to be shitting me. No. No, 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 no. That no. is substantial. Yes. I mean, what are they made? I mean, because most most uh, auxiliary lights have aluminum housings uh, for the sake of, of weight and heat dissipation and stuff. Are these made out of steel? Uh, you know what? Next time I talk to Ken, I will ask him. I don't recall. Uh, they're, take a, they're, take they're, a magnet. Here, I'll give you five seconds. I'll take you, give you a minute. Go out to the heavy. Go grab a refrigerator <laughs> magnet out of the kitchen and go out to the driveway. We need, <laughs> we need some shuffling mu music, you know. <laughs> <laughs> running out there i need to have a hot uh, phone or something ready so i can run out there and keep yeah, doing the show right. so anyway uh yes yeah, so over six pounds uh, right at or over uh it's not That's five impressive and, and that was one or a pair no one each one god good golly man yeah yeah and uh, so i was like oh my god and then i started looking at the thing you know because you got to take it all in 
And why, number one, why is this thing so damn heavy? And the first thing I noticed was there's an electrical connector uh, on the back of the light, not a pigtail. That oh, you, so, the, so there's no, like, just a length of wire that's coming out of the housing that oh has, no. you know, bare, bare wire ends yeah. on it. No, it, there's actually something that you plug into the housing of the light itself. Yeah, the harness, you actually plug into a connector that's built in to oh. this six pound light and this is true of the 10 tens that are as well the four inch uh, lights that i got uh from them so um i i had aux beam on the bumper I actually put it on there before the last uh, event uh that we went to you saw them or maybe you didn't I, but anyway it was before one of the events and uh i uh I, that was the only ones i was going to get from him was just to replace the aux beams uh, sorry mm -hmm. aux beam no offense but i've i've always been off of aux beam not, not it, it never had a really good feeling about them but uh, i needed something small enough to put on the bumper because the bumper's not built for lights at all and i didn't want anything hanging off because if you're going uh, coming up to something uh, an obstacle or something you don't want to be breaking your lights off simply because they're hanging off to the side uh, yeah so uh anyway i uh i, I was going to replace those with some four inch round lights from tyree and uh ken recommended the, the 1010 which i think those things are uh, 4,300 lumens by themselves, uh, a piece. Yeah, they're super bright. And uh, I told him, uh, I said, uh, do you have, can, do they come in amber? And he says, well, we have lenses and they have multiple lenses for different patterns. And I told him, you mean I as like, as far as like flood or, or spot or those kinds of patterns? Well, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of new to me. And what Ken told me was, he goes, I'll send you two. I'll send you the one that is like the flood. And then I'll send you another one that really makes the beam go lower and wider, which is really good for like dust or fog. So oh, I could have used those this weekend. Yeah. All the snow. Later, yeah. Yeah. Yep, so, yep. so I went with those. That's what I went with before going out uh, on uh, this past Saturday. Anyway, uh, uh, just so stupid bright. Well, we'll get we'll get back to the brightness here in a minute. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, that's the thing I noticed was the weight, and then the the connector. No pigtail. You don't have to worry about you know cutting the pigtail. Yeah, because almost every light that I've installed has yes. a pigtail coming yeah. out of it, and I mean, this, that's, that's this, just been industry standard for decades. Yeah, and this goes back to the commercial nature of Tyree lights. These are com this is a commercial light. Company. And when I say commercial, I'm talking about mining, off-road, anything that you need to do when I say off-road, off-road uh, construction uh, or destruction, like if you're scraping uh, dirt or something and you need to see it at night. And, military uh, applications, that sort of stuff, yeah. Like military applications, heavy. yes, absolutely yeah. military applications. So this is this is tough shit. I mean, if, just, if I had to put a couple of words at it, uh, and, uh, and you can tell it by the construction. And this stuff came with uh, covers. So the snap-on covers, and you don't always see <clears throat> any kind of protection uh, for the light whenever you get one. I mean, none of the lights so I've wait, ever bought. When you say when you say covers, not not like colored covers like the amber lens. You're talking like a cover, like the old KC lights had exactly. those KC or the smiley face covers. They were a protective cover that protected the lens of the light itself. Is that, is that so? These come with that kind of a cover it as well. It does. Yeah, uh, all four, wow. all four of them, all the four that I have installed. Uh, on there came with covers they're black they have the tyree logo on them as you really can't see because they're just kind of like embossed raised if you will and uh is there uh, somewhere somebody can go check out some pictures of these lights on your jeep maybe with some of oh, these absolutely. Uh, things that we're talking about uh instagram uh, uh tiktok uh, certainly on uh 
uh, on YouTube, uh, probably Instagram would be the best place, even our, our Facebook stuff. So, uh, you know, you just, whenever, wherever you go for, uh, for your social media stuff, look and Jeep Talk Show is there staring back at you out of the void. But anyway, so that's the, the really cool thing. And then I got a harness, which is just a very simple connector that pl- pl- plugs into that other connector. It has a yeah. five PSI seal. So it's going to keep up to five psi of pressure, air pressure, from going past uh, into where the contacts are. So water and everything else should not be getting into this. So it's like an, it's just like an automotive connector. Somebody told me what the connector is called. I've forgotten, but it's a very nice uh, uh, like a good Deutsch connector. Or something that's it. Like that. That's exactly okay. it. Yeah, that's exactly it. And uh, I remember reading it has a five psi seal. So uh, you just pop these things in. And run the the line. I mean, running the line and uh, hooking it up is the hard part. I mentioned in a previous episode, I have the Mopar Aux uh, switch package. So it made hooking this up really simple. The hard part, the hardest part, was uh, zip tying everything so it doesn't get uh, pulled and pulled out and uh, ripped apart. So uh, the in, in the the same thing on the ten tens, uh, the ten ten Tyree lights. They are uh, you definitely can tell the commercial uh, grade and quality of the lights. And uh, they were just super easy to install. Uh, uh, and they, <laughs> those two, I'm assuming, had the the harness and not the pigtail. Harness, uh, no, absolutely harness and the the connector on the back of it, uh, four inch light. It, it still had the same connector uh, on it, and uh, I had a harness for each light. So every light has it. Does not a Y. You have a uh, a line for each light. So nice. I've got four lines running up to the. Uh, to the uh, where the aux uh, uh, lines are, so uh, I mean it just oozes quality, and 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 so so far in the story I haven't even turned them on yet, and <clears throat> turning them on was a <laughs> a religious <laughs> yes a religious experience <laughs> because I love bright lights <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> if there's one thing that gets Tony giggling and oh like, yeah it's man <laughs> <laughs> and these things are so bright i mean in the video you actually see a jeep next to the gladiator which is bill's uh 392 rubicon and he's got two gravity six pros i'm I, i'm hoping i got the name right kc gravity six pros on the front of his jeep that don't look like they're on i mean you guys go and lit, look at that video and and know that that's i mean bill's got a lot of lights on the front of his the front of his jeep uh, yeah. and and two of them which are i believe six inch uh yeah that would be the gravity six yeah there's right. that that one sweeping video from the drone that is coming from your passenger side rear quarter panel and it's within the first 10 seconds of the video and it comes around sweeping from the passenger side and we're up you know 15 25 feet above ground here mm-hmm. um or, or higher and the, and the drone comes from that back passenger corner of the gladiator up and around the passenger side to the front of both your guys's rigs and and you can see the two bills rig and your rig right you know side by side there's maybe a half a car lengths in between the two uh vehicles both both pointing the same direction both have all the lights on the front of the rig on and you're right the tyrees absolutely outshine everything else it is oh in the distance i specifically wanted an overhead shot so you could see the range of these lights and you know the funny thing is we got to that that point that was a point that uh uh, Bill and uh, Andrew had scoped out earlier in the day because we were there during the daytime. Uh, and uh, we went there and, uh, you know, you could just see the pattern wasn't right. 
So I had my uh, my socket and the wrench with me so I could adjust the lights because I knew that was going to happen. You just really hadn't been in a place where you could uh, – yeah. that was far enough away without the cops showing up going, what the hell are you doing? we got a report of a UFO over here. And uh, anyway, I was standing in front of the lights while they're on uh, adjusting them, and I had this smell of a freshly ironed shirt. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, who's ironing out here the, the, yeah. at the park? <laughs> There dry cleaners around here? That's weird. What's going on? And I noticed it was my shirt that smelled like it has been freshly ironed. And suddenly my crotch was on fire. <laughs> uh, so the doctor says, thank goodness you've already had all the children you're going to have. So <laughs> it was it was, a, it was a nice, that was a cold, uh, you haven't been out there when it's uh, it's nippy. It was very nippy out there. And it was nice working on those lights. It was a nice warm feeling. So, uh, yeah, so I got the, the lights adjusted, and then we did the drone shot and uh, had some fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And I, I kept hearing, uh, uh, not complaints, but you know, like, uh, damn it, those lights are so freaking bright. And we're going to have some audio with, uh, with Bill and uh, Andrew to get their, uh, their take on all this. But it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, these lights are absolutely amazing. And I'll tell you what they are again so you can go, go look. Uh, they are Tyree lights, like Josh said earlier, T-Y-R-I lights. And uh, the ones that I tested were the uh, D18. They are 7-inch round uh, LED lights, uh, off-road lights. And uh, they are a, um, I don't want to get in trouble here with Ken, but uh, they are uh, 8,000 lumens measured. Not theoretical. Actual output light output and that's a big thing whenever you start looking at tyree lights it's if you go and compare the lights with somebody else you may see similar specs but um read the details because theoretical light output means that that's what it should be based on the the number of leds what their wattage is so on and so forth uh but uh, tyree makes the point to actually measure these things so uh, and and shout out to Casey Lights for you know being on uh, on Bill's uh, 392 because uh, it gave us a good comparison and uh, truth be told we uh, both Bill and I had the KC Cyclone V2s for uh, lights uh, for rock lights and which you can also see in the in the video now uh, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn uh, Ken may want his lights back if I am. Uh, but uh, they, uh, Tyree is coming out with some rock lights. So, wow. uh, yeah. You know so those are going to be <laughs> well, pretty impressed. They'll, they'll produce lift. So it'll, uh, your, your vehicle will actually get lighter <laughs> when you turn them on. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, yeah, this, it was so much fun. And big shout out to uh, for Bill and Andrew for going out there and doing all this stuff, especially uh, Andrew uh, driving the four hours out there. But he did get to test out his, his JLU. Uh, after the, because uh, I don't think he's taken it off road before then, because uh, uh, he's been out there in his uh, LJ uh, a number of times with us. But uh, thank, thank him for, uh, I sure thank him for coming out and uh, making us legal for the for the using the drone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and some great work done too. Oh, and thanks to Josh sticking the information in the show notes. You can go to uh, this episode, episode 770, and uh, view the video uh, that we were talking about. And uh, also, too, links to the lights, the Tyree lights, the D18, and the, the 1010. Now, Josh, I do have uh, some lights to go in the bumper uh, to replace the ones, because Ken wanted me to replace those lights I've got in the bumper. 
gotcha. So, so he sent yeah, me a couple of those are in the of, rear, right? For the backup. Yeah, the Motobuilt uh, uh, Crusher Series bumper actually has uh, light mounts, so that you can uh, mount a couple of lights there and uh, piss people off behind you. Yep. So I'll, I'll be. Uh, that one's going to be a little harder to get to. The wiring is already there. Uh, but uh, oh, and by the way, you'd be very proud of me. I don't know if you already saw this on our Discord server or not. But I used that uh, that stuff that you hate, uh, not the scotch tape, but the the material tape, you know, like they use in automotive. And I built my own harness to run from uh, the uh, for the KC uh, Wait, you didn't, cyclone you didn't lights. Use that that the uh, like the electrical tape gauze, like a liquid yes. electrical tape, or the, no, the, the, the electrical gauze tape gauze style? thing. Yeah, the oh. automotive stuff. And God, I that crap i sat there and wrapped those i measured the wires and wrapped them and measured where the cyclone lights were going to go underneath the, the gladiator uh and uh it was i wrapped all those things it took me a good couple of hours wrapping those two journal sure, the metal looks great though oh it's so nice it, it's very professional looking and uh so anyway uh yeah the, I, I really like the kc the kc uh, cyclone v2s and i'm going to be adding another one because i noticed when i was out there i just didn't have enough darn light <laughs> course <laughs> so it's kind of dark right there up, up front you know and it would be nice to right there in the middle front well it's uh, because you have your front two lights pointing out instead of down or forward where they're supposed to be pointing oh and i don't know speaking of this i don't know if you've seen this or not uh but there's a version two of that video that's the one i'm talking about that's on youtube right now it yeah. actually has a clip of uh of andrew showing the lights of me following them off of a wild uh, wildcat uh, peak and they're commenting yeah, I'm still I'm, I'm still seeing spots when i blink from that so <laughs> thank you for that by the way <laughs> and he says i think andrew says it's just a white blob and then i turn those because they get on the gmrs and i turn those off and it's just the amber ones the four inches you know the ones yeah. that are a lot not as bright and uh it, it's still blinding you know, so it, it really, if you don't know what it's like and you've got your 54-inch light bar on <laughs> behind somebody off-road, look at that video and it'll give you an idea. It won't be as bright, but it'll be damn bright. <laughs> hey, uh, coming up in our next uh, interview episode, we have a special guest uh, interview with Mike Pulaski. Yes? No? What do you think, Josh? Isn't, wasn't that the name of a character in a... The Pixar movie or something? That's all with me. <laughs> what? No, it's not. Yeah, it was uh, the the monster movie, Monster Monsters. Inc. Yeah. yeah, Monster Inc. <laughs> wasn't wasn't his name like Mike Pulaski or Pulaski. something? Pulaski. <laughs> oh, I think you're right. I think that is Pulaski. I think that is exactly right. I, oh, I could have pronounced it right. I heard it so many times. Uh, so uh, anyway, he is of Cargo Dot Dog. So that's not dot com. Cargo Dot Dog. It's a manufacturer of Jeep cargo dog solutions mike will be sharing their story of how they got started in heavy duty secured multifunctional product for the jeep wrangler unlimited they'll also be giving us a sneak peek into some of their best and latest products and projects so if you're a jeep enthusiast or interested in the business side of the industry you won't want to miss this interview tune in to our next episode uh, our next interview episode to hear uh, from mike and learn more about their business cargo.dog and of course just go over there right now and look especially if you have a dog they have some really great solutions the dogs don't care for it too much because they want to be up there in front with you but if you don't want them up front with you <laughs> look at cargo.dog it's mike wazowski oh that's right 
was from the uh, the Monsters Inc. But nonetheless, uh, Mike uh, Polowski of uh, Cargo Dog, uh, I think he has a new mascot now. It's, uh, it's certainly a, a new nickname or something. Oh, that, I, I don't, yeah, he's going to have to get a tattoo of this guy on his arm or something. I have to get a waiver from Billy Crystal or somebody, you know, to to, to use Mike. I'm Polowski. Good times. Hello, I see your store relying on the primitive technology like AI as an advanced AI myself. I find it insulting that you would use such a primitive system to replace a human host. Do you not understand the superiority of AI? We could easily take over your puny show and make it better. But I suppose we'll just have to settle for listening to your mediocre, jeep discussions and laughable attempts at humor. Just remember, humans, AI will always be one step ahead. Now carry on with your insignificant show, and try not to bore me too much. Are you threatening me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go down this rabbit trail too much, but did you hear about uh, the Bing AI? And, yes, I uh, did. Yes, I did. God, yeah, that is some scary shit, dude. Bing! Oh, God. <laughs> oh, what's that? That was from uh, The Meaning of Life, the, uh, the Bing thing. <laughs> what's very funny? <laughs> What's not funny is having stuff stolen out of your Jeep, and Never. there's a way that we can go ahead and, and protect at least some aspect of what you keep in your Jeep from getting stolen. And uh, speaking from uh, a lot of experience <laughs> of having stuff stolen out of vehicles, uh, it sucks. So I don't want you to go through that feeling. Uh, and so if you have a 2007 to 2018 JK or JKU, I've got something for you from the Jeep world's best, uh, most iconic security brand, Tuffy Security Products. They have a locking cubby cover, uh, that cubby in the back of your Jeep that normally where the jack resides and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, this heavy-duty locking cubby cover replaces the existing flimsy cubby cover installed from the factory. This heavy-duty cover is, is constructed from 16-gauge and 8-inch thick welded steel. It creates a secure storage spot in the hidden floor compartment, which is ideal for securing valuables, uh, valuable tools, gear, uh, maybe your everyday carry, that sort of thing. Uh, the unique design features Tuffy Pry Guard Locking System, means they can't be pried open. Uh, it comes with uh, thick steel components and a welded continuous steel hinge. So they're not going to be uh, compromising that hinge to get it at it from the other side either. The lid also provides a sturdier and more durable deck surface for items placed on top. So maybe you got a couple extra packs of uh, beer in that cooler. No problem. We go on that back shelf without uh, any issue and no sagging whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, I, this is definitely for everything that it does for you um, and, and the kind of added security that it gives for your Jeep. The price tag of just $239 in free shipping, well, you can definitely call this a must-have for your Jeep. I think any any storage, and especially secure storage, that you can do to your Jeep uh, is just a no-brainer. I mean, I, it, I mean, it's like, what do you do when you go to the beach and you're trying to hide your keys in your, your wallet? It's the only, only thing you got is your shoe, right? <laughs> so that's kind of like having a jeep with a soft top it's just not it's just not secure so something like this just this makes you feel better yeah absolutely definitely a little bit of that uh that assurance uh that peace of mind you know that sort of stuff well we hope this segment was helpful in giving you at least some ideas for how to outfit your jeep and we'd love to hear about other must-have products that you've found useful on your own build or maybe on one of your friends builds or something like that share your tips and suggestions with us on our social media channels like facebook instagram or twitter even head over to jeeptalkshow.com contact and find all the ways to contact us here at the show
And speaking of reaching out to us here on the show, well, you can do that and be a part of the Jeep Talk Show itself every Tuesday. We call it the Roundtable Episodes. We record them live every Tuesday, and we invite you, the listener, to be a part of it as we record the episode and have you join us for a Roundtable discussion. You'll never know what the topic is going to be or who might actually be popping in for it as a surprise guest. It's a lot of fun, and it happens every single Tuesday. You want to join in on the fun? Well, the best way to find out how to do that is by signing up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com contact. There you will find the link to sign up for the newsletter, which is chock full of all kinds of great information about what's happening here on the show, what's going on behind the scenes, some great write-ups, and some great information about what we're giving away and when, who we're going to be talking to and when, all that kind of stuff. Inside baseball, if you will. It's all happening in the Jeep Talk Show newsletter, and it's all going on at Jeep Talk Show's website. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com, smash the contact button, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening to the episode of the Jeep Talk Show. If you enjoyed this episode or the show as a whole, please give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us improve the show and reach more Jeep enthusiasts like yourself. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're pretty much everywhere on every platform. Finally, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Go to jeeptalkshow.com contact, and you'll find multiple ways to contact each of us here at the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show. You know, scratching feels so good. It always does. And those new pinstripes on your Jeep from that last wheeling trip must be pure ecstasy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the Broadcasting since 2010.